Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. James Bond. We all know what car he drives and his drink of choice. Even I use his famous tagline in my intro. But this man in London must hear shaken, not stirred, more than any other. Alessandro Palazzi, the martini maker extraordinaire at Duke's Hotel. Ian Fleming's home away from home and the most famous martini bar in the world. As the martini is one of my favorite cocktails, it was such a thrill to sit down with the man who makes them for a living. Which I've been here since 2007. It's depend. Uh, it, it may be a long time. No, it's not a long time. No, it's very. Uh, it just flew, but uh, it was. Uh, it's like if I won the lottery, and uh, obviously being here before with Gilberto one is very very classic. I was able to put my input here because obviously the bar has been renowned before my time. The bar has been in the map many years before I was born. Um. Oh yeah, it was a martini. It's all about martini. The only thing, not so much Fleming, is the way they come out with the trolley. Uh, And this was going on. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this has been going on for forty over years. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, Gilbert and Salvatore, they were here. The bar was much smaller. They change. Like I said, this is what is beautiful about martini because martini is very simple. But they decide to serve different. They didn't stir the martini. Frozen glass. A very classic. A few drops of uh, vermouth, frozen gin and vodka, and twist of lemon. With my experience, and very, very important again, London is moving all the time. That type of service was a bit too classic. One have to be careful because where before Dukes we used to look after the elite, everybody goes out these days. Everybody, younger people, they want to know about cocktail. Like you said, the cocktail culture in London exploded. Everybody, it's not just the elite or thing like that. There's a lot of people, it doesn't matter where they come from. Whether he's a taxi driver, he's a bus driver, or he's a CEO of any company, or he's a musician. And uh, so, first of all, I changed the team, slowly, slowly. Now I have my own team, people I know, people I'm working, they understand my philosophy. First thing I took, I took away the dress code. It's not about it's not about the suit, right. you know the classic. So you got here with dress code with yes, jacket and tie, tie, jacket and tie. Martini will only be gin or vodka, with a twist. And that's it. That's it. There is no choice. If you didn't have a jacket, they didn't like you. It was very, very clubby, but it's very. Still yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. No, no. Oh. But that's why they brought me here. Yeah. Because the first thing, I wear the dress code and start doing different type of martini, give a choice. And also give a choice of the spirit. Because I've been involved with spirit for quite a long time, introducing different brands. Like, again, we were talking, there's so many new products. Mm-hmm. Gosh, a new gin pops up every day. But part of that, but a uh, new vodka, but why is someone not to give a choice? So the first thing I did, the price of the martini is all the same. 
So if you have a gene of what comes out, but we give a choice of different brands. Obviously, there are some main brands, but like I said, some most of the time, and what we do with the team, okay, you want the brand I have in the freezer? Do you want to try something different? That's the first thing I do, and also start doing different type of machine, not just one. And what I did, I create a menu. That's what I want to show you. Right. Where the inspiration comes from the life of Fleming and the books, not because of Bond, because involuntarily made the martini very, very popular. It right. made it accessible to everybody. Because martini before, like I said, elite, when he created Bond, the Bond became, everybody wants to be a Bond. Right. Everybody starts drinking martini. So I never met him because he passed away in 64, but it's my pain back to Mr. Fleming. So what I did, first thing was the Vesper. <laughs> Vesper, the what classic. What did you do? The first thing was the Vesper. The Vesper, because you cannot make the Vesper. Uh-huh. You, you, you cannot make the Vesper, yeah. Uh, uh, one have to understand, and to understand Fleming, you have to read his book. Right. And also, I have some books who talks about his life, not like that. So, instead of trying to copy, because you cannot do it, I all my Martini have a story, how I recreate. Uh-huh. And most of them, the inspiration comes from his life and his books. Of course, we got the classic gin and vodka, and then right. you have, a, you know, you have, a, for instance, Le Chiffre, which is a character. Right. But then you have a room 39. People automatically think, oh, it must be a special room here. No, it's where it was based during the intelligence. Okay. So I saw that copy's idea when he write about Bond. You know, when you think, for instance, the Vespa, he says the vermouth and one part of vodka. You don't know he meant Russian vodka. Unless you know he actually, the only time he drank vodka was in Russia in the 1930, because he was sent as a journalist. Right. But that's why, and then Gordon gin. But I didn't drink Gordon gin, Gordon. It's because it was very British. So one part of vodka, three parts of Gordon was the symbol of England. So the, the English espionage is three times stronger than the Russian. You see, they all have a say. So the same with my cocktail. Like there's another one called the Fleming 89. Right, which you did with Floris, right? For Flores, no, when Flores, because another thing I learned, always work with your neighbors, and I'm very lucky, Dukes is based in St. James, and I'm surrounded by history. Right. Berry Brothers, Justerine and Brooks, Flores, Fortuman, you name it, there's more and more and more. And because Dukes work with Flores, once I met uh, one of the owner, the son of the owner, told me Fleming used to buy the perfume, Flores 89. Right. So first thing came to my head, they said, wow, I can make a cocktail called Fleming 89. Right. But I didn't have the recipe. Ooh. And then I thought, how can I make? So I asked, I went to the to florist, asked if they could give me the breakdown of the perfume. Oh, yeah. And that what inspired me for the martini. Uh-huh. That was the most difficult martini. Because obviously I don't make perfume, but the balance of the ingredients, you have to be careful. But I see it has rose. Yeah, because the two ingredients are tonka. Two uh-huh. ingredients is in the perfume. Is the tonka beans, but also we use tonka beans in cooking. In you can make ice cream. Right, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. tonka That's, beans. Yeah. And rose, so I buy from Fortum and Maison a crystallized rose petal, uh-huh. which yes, we I put see them in. on the bar. Yeah, uh-huh. and then we spray with the perfume. Uh, uh, oh, right, with the rose liqueur. Yeah. yeah, That's the only uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. You see, and that's the story. <coughs> so they all have a story. <coughs> <coughs> and the other things I introduce is. <coughs> Lemon from Amalfi. Oh, of course. Lemons from Amalfi. Yeah. Because this is very important. When you drink, the first organ is the nose. Smell. Smell is very important. 
you will see when you try the machine. What we do is very simple, but again, that's what's happening now in the cocktail. People, it's the same like food. People want quality and simplicity. And that's why we are more and more popular because in the martini there is a vermouth I create with sacred distillery just for jukes. Mm -hmm. So this vermouth is not commercial. Fantastic. And again, the idea came out with the Vespa, it's all UK ingredients. Then there's a frozen gin and vodka. And I'm always, I'm part of the gin guild. So I'm always in research and like you said, there's a boom of gin, but I for instance, they do as a passion with Berry Brothers. I help them to be behind the scene with a gin number three and with some other gin and uh, uh, tasting and everything. So we sort of introduce some, uh, the same with vodka, gin or vodka, a little bit more uh, smaller uh, producer from wherever, doesn't matter. I mean, I have a gin here from Scotland, from London, from uh, Colombia as well. The same with vodka, the English vodka, Russian vodka, Polish vodka. <laughs> I'm sorry? Has anyone ever asked for the Colombian vodka? No, Colombian gin. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, has yeah. anyone asked for the Colombian Yeah, Columbia yeah, because we introduce, what we do, especially with some repeat customers, uh -huh. or if we have a guest in the hotel, they want to, we take them into a tour of, of gin. So one night, I say, okay, we start from gin from south of London, then from the center, from the north, and then we go to Scotland. So if they stay a week or two weeks, and then I end up in Colombia. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, because also when you freeze, you numb the smell of the, of the alcohol. That's when you know it's a good martini, because martini is very important, the execution. I feel so much better because I put all my vodka in the freezer. Oh, of course, and gin. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's very important because with the martini is... And this is what I learned through my years and what I'm trying to preach with people. People say, no, I don't have a, I don't have a secret. I don't, I don't believe in secret. You know, we are bartender, we are ambassador. You need to uh, uh, explain to people. The glass needs to be very cold. The gin and vodka needs to be cold. But then also, happy, you numb the smell. Because a bad martini, when you go and drink, the smell of alcohol comes to your nose. That's not pleasant. But if you numb, you get the lemon oil. Okay. Uh, you, name, you, you actually smell, and the oil floats on top, the viscosity allowed on top, and then it goes down. So actually, because the way we do martini, you need to take at least half an hour to drink. It's not something you drink, you need to sip it. And then the oil, as it gets warmer, goes down and change again the flavor of your martini. It's very, very simple, but it's amazing. <coughs> it's absolutely amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to you try say, one. Yeah, you say, you drink vodka. I do. Okay, classic. Yes, I guess yeah. classic. And what I, kind I also of like a dirty martini? Yeah, no, no, you're not gonna have a dirty martini. No, no, no. I do dirty martini, but to you know that issue. Yeah, no, no, because to experience the what vodka you normally like. You know, I always ask the bartender to choose. Okay, but you tend more clean vodka or Polish vodka or. Um, I like Polish vodka, for instance, because a lot of them they're made with rye. Usually kettle one. Yeah, which is a beautiful like. vodka. I yes, know, it's a beautiful. I, if I had to ask, ask for that. Okay. Would you? Are you ready I'm, for one more thing? I'm so okay. ready. I'm so right. ready. Let me but just before go. Before you go, I'm yeah. going to just ask a couple questions. Yeah. So I guess this is kind. Usually, I ask this question to all the bartenders, but it's kind of obvious here. I always ask, "What is the pref what is the drink that is ordered the most?" Obviously, it's a martini. Yes, martini. Specific martini that is ordered. Not depending because we learn, like I said, we open the mind of people. People still like that. Um, 
they are different ones. They, they obviously the classic, the gin and vodka, and then my the Vespa, the way I recreate the Vespa. That's become. Uh, uh, um, I have to be very proud uh, around the world, and again, and I put on the social media so people can do it the same, or recommend <coughs> to do it because. Like I explained, you cannot make it with, uh, uh, you know, what what Fleming wrote in the book, it was half measure of Kine Lille. This vermouth changed the profile okay. in 89. You can buy Lille, but not Kine Lille. Okay. And then he said one part of vodka. The only time he drank vodka is the 1930, like as a, as a journalist. You can imagine in Moscow, it was a different vodka. It wasn't no pure, there was no brand. And then he says Gordos Gin. But Gordon Gin in UK, to make a commercial more affordable to everybody, they reduce the alcohol contents because they pay less tax. So I cannot freeze it. So I use, a, 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 for instance, I use a Polish vodka and I come with the story. First is the vermouth. I don't use Lille. I use this vermouth to be made with sacred with all UK ingredients because Fleming was from UK. Then we put a, a, one part of vodka, but Polish vodka because the spy with spy uh, uh, Fleming she was Polish so that's why he was right, Polish right, right, right. and she was the first spy to go over the enemy line for for England right. so he was impressed how brave she was and instead of Gordon I used number three from uh, Berry Brothers with 46 but also when Fleming was in Jamaica to write this was his playground that's why and then I finished with an orange that's and the story <laughs> No, try first the, the, the vodka martini. I'll give you, uh, I'll show you something different. But you were saying, yeah, that, that, that martini here we do roughly with martini. Because another thing is what I introduce here. We are now five. Uh, all Italians. And there's also a girl, Mary, who's off today. So for the first time, about four years ago, I broke the rule. He has always been man dominate. For me, I don't care where they come from, it's passion. Because for me, this is also a passion. You know, I always say, people say, oh, your job is tough. I say, I get paid to party every night. You call it tough, this is <laughs> the best job in the world. And uh, and again, uh, uh, the girl who's here, Mary, she's very, very passionate. That's why she's here. But they all make a martini. Well, before, when I was at Gilberto, only the bar manager Gilberto would make the martini, unless he was off. Well, yeah, they all make exactly the same. They know my cocktail. This is my all my creation. I show to them. We work together because, like I say, it's a team. When I have an idea for a new cocktail, I share with them. They give me input, uh, what they do wrong, what I do right. We put together, and then they all do it the same. They, we do exactly the same, and they know all the cocktail and everything. It's very, very important. But uh, and the other things you asked me, what is my favorite drink? Yes. Gin Martini and Manhattan. Okay. Those, again, two very so, simple... So yeah. many bartenders say Manhattan. Yeah, love it. A because lot of them say anything brown. No, Manhattan. No, Manhattan. But uh -huh. uh, the same, like in uh, Manhattan, Gin Martini, Negroni. Because also, uh, now, the, not the dark side, people think I can only do Martini. People forget we are bartender. Of course. We are bartender. We're supposed to make... I, not get upset, but I get a little bit annoyed inside when people say to me, oh, do you know how to make an old-fashioned? Once I said to the to the jamba, which I could say, I said, I'm sorry, sir, but you see the premises? In order to work here, you have to be a bartender. You know, bartender, I don't know thousands cocktail, but at least the classic, I have to know, of course. Well, I get people, do you know how to make mojito? 
No, of course not. If, if, it, it, that gets me a little bit because also I've I done a lot of things with whiskey. I go to Scotland do the whiskey. I love, and again, malt whiskey from Scotland, Japanese whiskey, American bourbon. I love American bourbon. Like the Manhattan, for instance, you change it. Originally, it was uh, the classic way, just with Canadian club. You can do with bourbon, you can do with rum, you can put your input, you can do so many things. Yeah. Yeah, but this is what's changed as well. People are more prepared to try things. And people listen to the bartender. Oh, can you? I want something different. It gives us a chance to create something a little bit different from the usual, and that's why it's fantastic. And that's why I love. Uh, since I come back in London, you people uh, uh, they're more prepared to experiment, to try something different, allowed to uh, recreate something. You know, for instance, you come here, you fancy, okay, I fancy something rum, but I don't know, so I can make a Manhattan. I can change the idea. Uh, you can give something different, create. People it's like a chef trying to say, so but you, as a bartender as well, it gives me the tool to recreate. Where before, when I was younger, you have to make those cocktails, you knew the classic. That's how you have to make it. There was no way you could put it. It was all about rules now. About rules. Now you can break the rules. And that's the other thing I like about Fleming. Because when he writes the books, Bond breaks all the rules. In the book, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. That's why people say, what is your things about Fleming? Is the way right? It's more than what you think in the Bond. Yeah, he used to come here sometimes, but we have a lot of writers who come here. It's not uh, the, the thing. It's the way he writes. And I love to read these books because more and more you understand behind this great man what was his life and he had a quite difficult life in one way good life and quite difficult it wasn't easy for him yeah so now it's time to make a martini it was an honor to have Alessandro on the show with me today needless to say you can't visit Duke's London without having their signature drink Next up on Best Sips Worldwide, we are joined by James Travaskis of the exclusive 11 Cadogan Gardens, Chelsea's Hideaway Hotel. Until the next time, bottoms up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar. <laughs>